Hello, and welcome to Scared by Scott. I'm your host, Scott Newman. This episode, we have one story for you, and it's titled, There's Something Living in My Shower Drain. Hello, my name is Calvin. I'm 81 years old, and I live in an assisted living facility in the Midwest. I've lived here for about five years now, and to tell you the truth, it's not a bad place to be. I have my own apartment with all the furnishings one would want. The food isn't half bad either, and all the nurses are pretty good looking. Yeah, I'm one of those creepy old men. Just kidding. But if I could be serious with you, I need your help. I need it because there's something living in my bathroom. More specifically, my shower drain. And it's something evil. It started about a week ago when I was in the bathroom. It was Tuesday, shower day, and I had asked the nursing assistant to just wait outside in my apartment in case I needed help washing. I went to step in, holding onto the grab bar, and sit down on the shower seat when I thought I heard what sounded like a voice whispering. Luckily, my hearing is still good, and I was quickly able to pinpoint the source of the whispering. It was coming up from the shower drain. It seemed to moan, Calvin, Calvin. Over and over it went for a couple of minutes, just repeating my name. It sounded like a man's voice but different. A voice was in a low tone, just enough where I could barely hear it. I finally mustered up the courage to say, Hello? Is someone there? The nursing assistant must have heard me because the next thing I knew, she came through the door and was asking if I was talking to someone. I of course said no, I know better than to start going on about hearing strange voices. Those who do that usually end up having to take some strong medications, being left somewhere between being awake and asleep. Or you end up in the unit down the hall with the door with the keypad to get in. That place for those whose minds have escaped them they can no longer function on their own. I finished my shower with the assistant's help and got dressed for the day. I went to breakfast, made small talk with my table mates, and came back to my room. Other than mealtime, I don't really converse with the other residents here, preferring to keep to myself. My wife passed away a couple of years ago, 
and I have three boys, all of whom are grown up and moved away to different areas of the country. They're good boys, though, all having families of their own now. I mostly see them around the holidays, getting to see my grandkids has always been a bright point in my life. Later that night, while lying in bed waiting to fall asleep, I heard the voice again. My bathroom door was open in case I had to get up to go during the night. Calvin. Calvin. The voice had grown louder this time, more bold. Calvin. I'm coming for you soon, Calvin. I held my eyes shut and slowly shook my head in a distinct sideways no motion. I didn't dare get up to shut the door. I thought about using my call light to ask for a nurse's aid just so I wouldn't have to be alone, but I decided against it. I don't know why. I guess an old man's pride. I made it till morning. I got up early and went straight to the toilet. God, I had to go so bad. A scary monster in the drain or not. After I peed, I started to wash up at the sink. I thank God today was not a shower day. I finished, hurried up and dried off, and picked some clothes out to wear. As I got dressed, I heard the damn thing again from behind me in the darkness of the bathroom. Calvin, soon I'll be with you, and then we'll have all kinds of fun. Feeling my heart begin to pound in my chest, I went over and started the shower. can have this in the meantime, you son of a bitch. I hope you like hot water. Letting the water run the rest of the time I was getting ready, hoping I could drown out the voice. I could feel an anger building underneath my skin like I'd never felt before. I wanted to kill this thing. I think the worst part was hearing it repeat my name over and over. I went to breakfast later that morning. I made sure to wait for my companions to leave before I made my move. When no one was looking, I snatched a butter knife from the table and slipped it into my pocket. There was a risk of someone noticing it missing when the staff came to clean the table, but I didn't care. I made it back to my room sat in my lazy chair, and began to think about a plan for tonight. As the sun set, I felt a certain feeling of dread come over me as I now had to look forward to an almost certainly sleepless night. I got my old man pajamas on and got into bed, knife in tow, hiding under my pillow, and I just waited 
To be truthful, I had no idea if this would work. I had no idea what the thing was and if I could even hurt it. But it was all I had. I waited for what seemed like a while until, as if to read my mind, the voice returned. Calvin. I shuddered instantly because this time it sounded much clearer, much closer to my ear. I turned over in bed and scanned the darkness that had now enveloped my apartment. At first I saw nothing. I managed to mutter out loud, Where are you? I know you're in here. I was clenching the knife tightly now in my hand. Then, as if on cue to my question, I saw them from under my straight chair by the table against the wall. Two yellow eyes opened up and blinked at me. I'm here, Calvin. Come on and do it already. I'm not afraid to die. The truth was, though, that was bullshit. No, Calvin. Not tonight. It seemed to moan in delight at my growing frustration. My heart was racing again. What? Not tonight, Calvin. But very soon. I'll be seeing you very soon. Sleep tight for now, Calvin. My eyes fell instantly heavy, and I fell asleep. So here I am now, telling you this story. This may be my last entry, as I believe whatever is in my apartment is going to make its move soon. And to be honest, I don't think I'll survive. For God's sakes, I'm 81 after all. But I can't feel sorry for myself. I've lived a good life. I've had my share of health issues, but nothing serious. I'm still mostly independent. And hell, I know how to use a computer or something other than playing solitaire. I'm going to ask you to pray for me. Pray that if I'm to meet my maker, that the good Lord shows me to the promised land. Pray for my family to have long, rich lives. It looks like this old boy has one more fight left before I'm released from this existence. If that thing wants my knife, it'll have to pry it from my cold, dead fingers. If I do survive, I'll let you know. I couldn't just leave you all hanging like that, not knowing if I survived or not. I'm still here, one week later, and I have no explanation why. The thing that lived in my shower drain, it never came back. I'm just grateful for each day I can wake up to see the sunrise again, but it still bothers me. Why didn't it attack? And where did it go?
I have a feeling deep within me that this isn't over yet. Like I said, it's been about a week since the last incident. And yes, I still have that knife with me at bedtime. Just as a precaution, you can never be too careful. After breakfast today, I had retreated to my apartment, seeking to sit and relax in my chair for a while. Just as I was starting to doze off, I heard a knock at my door. I opened it to find a man standing there. It was Roger, one of my table mates. Hi, Calvin. Uh, sorry to disturb you. May I come in for a few minutes? Without hesitation, I answered back. Sure, Roger. Come on in. Now, Roger was actually somebody who I had known for a long time before we both ended up in this place. We both grew up in the same small town of about 1,500 people. Both of us raised as farm boys. He was a lot like me. He liked to keep to himself mostly. Health-wise, though, he was not like me. He had arthritis in his lower back and hip joints, a product most likely of working on a farm for a better part of his life. I, on the other hand, have been somehow spared a similar fate. Not to say my joints didn't ache at times, but it was nothing like what Roger had experienced. He moved slowly through my apartment, working hard to keep his walker close to him for support. He eventually made it to one of my chairs, and he flopped down into it. What's on your mind, Roger? I knew he wanted the talk, because we really didn't speak much outside of mealtime, so a social call like this was rare. Well, Calvin, you've known me most of your life, and you know that one thing I've done with consistency throughout my life is tell the truth. I nodded in agreement. But what I'm about to tell you may sound completely crazy. I know it will, but it's the truth, I swear. Before he could even speak his next word, I knew what he was going to say. Calvin, I've been living in fear for my life because I think there's something evil living in my apartment. Your apartment or your bathroom, I replied. It was then I told Roger my story. I told him everything that had happened to me. The voice in the shower drain, the whispering, even the pair of sick yellow eyes I saw. He couldn't believe it. He commented how he hadn't thought about stealing a knife, like I had. Well, you were always a bit smarter than me, Cal. He called me Cal. No one's called me Cal for a long time. We both managed to smile at that point. As Roger got up to leave to head back to his place, he turned to me and spoke. 
Calvin? What if it isn't done with us yet? What if it comes back? I said, then we'll do the only thing we can do. We'll fight it. We shook hands, and he slowly began his trek down the hall to his apartment. A couple of days after our talk, I decided to take a walk around the inside of the building. It's something I used to do on a regular basis, but hadn't done in a while. This time I stopped at the unit with the locked door. I had always avoided this door because it has a somewhat large window in it that people can look out of or into the unit if they wanted to. It was explained to me that the window serves two purposes. Many of the residents who live on the unit can still walk fairly well, even with the varying levels of dementia. And so they like to peek out the window. Also, the windows help anyone entering the unit to check and make sure no residents can get out when the door is opened from the outside. I went up to the window to look in, something I had never done before. To my surprise, the unit looked very beautiful. I had heard it called the garden before by some of the staff, and now I can see why. It had tall vaulted ceilings, large windows everywhere, letting in lots of sunlight, and a sitting area in the middle that housed something like a small flower garden. As I was looking in, I noticed a small, frail-looking woman walking towards the door. The woman was walking somewhat unsteadily, but she managed to maintain her balance. As she came up to the window, she just stood there and stared at me. I managed to raise my left hand and wave hello to her as I smiled. She in turn raised her right hand and waved back. She waved back with a eerie-looking grin on her face. I took two steps back. It was then that her stare changed as she tilted her head slightly to the side and the whites of her eyes changed. They changed to yellow. Her mouth moved, and even through the window, I could hear it whisper, Calvin. Found a new friend in here, Calvin. Gonna stay for a long while. We're gonna have lots of fun in here. Goodbye, Calvin. I turned, and I would have ran away if it wasn't for my aching joints. All the way I could hear it laughing through the door. The sick bastard was enjoying this. Now I know why that thing didn't kill me or Roger. It didn't want to kill us at all. It wanted to take our minds. Roger's is still good, as far as I know. As good as mine is yet.
As much as it seemed to enjoy scaring and torturing us, it couldn't hurt us. Not unless we let it in. Or maybe it found the mind of that woman was weak enough to penetrate. Penetrate and dig itself deep into her subconscious. I felt pity for those poor folks on that unit. They were all targets now. Fresh meat for that thing. And there wasn't anything I could do about it. So I wanted you all to know that I'm okay. And Roger is still okay too. I pray every night now I can wake up, see the sun, and look into the mirror without seeing a pair of sickly yellow eyes looking back at me. This concludes our episode for today. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review Scared by Scott wherever you listen to podcasts. And until next time, try not to get scared.